I want to accumulate assets. You know, that, that's okay. something part of what I um, valued growing up. So my goal is to buy, build up to buying a couple properties a year. This is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of Rent Ready, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. We partner with successful real estate investors, offering you advice and guidance on how to get started, how to scale your real estate portfolio, and how to run your business for profit. Before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with Rent Ready, we're an all-in-one property management platform. We help landlords manage tenants and properties by providing services for every step of the landlord process, including payments, finding the best tenants, lease signing, communications, maintenance, and a whole lot more. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today as part of a series that focuses on conversations with the women who are crushing it in real estate. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. I'm back. This is Stacey Rossetti, and I'm here with the Rent Ready Pod. This is basically a podcast where we interview badass women investors and just get to know them and their story, how they got started. And it's hosted by uh, Rent Ready. And I'm just basically here to kind of get the conversation going and introduce um, yet another badass woman investor. And her name is Veronica Woods, and she is out of Philadelphia. She invests in uh, single family homes and into in small uh, multifamily. And I'm here. Let's just here to get to know her and get to know her story. So introduce yourself to us, Veronica. Well, thank you for having me. I, I like the term being amongst badass women. Uh, <laughs> so I embrace it. Uh, so my story in real estate started working with, for my dad. My dad um, is a real estate broker. And so I was been really been around real estate all my life. My, when I was 15, I helped him do data entry of rent checks and expenses. Um, so I grew up around it. It was something I admired people who did it, but I didn't necessarily um, think I would have a career in it. So I'm more, I'm an investor and I am a real estate professional. So I help other women and other people, um, reach their real estate goals. Okay, cool. So you have been investing in a residential and small multifamily kind of dig into that a little bit and tell us what you do. What do you invest in? Okay. Well, I, um, I have house hacked. Um, in a duplex. And what's that? <laughs> so right now I um, own a duplex where I live in one unit and I have a renter helping me pay the mortgage. Um, so that's been pretty successful. It's my first house hack. Um, and I've um, bought single family properties. And this uh, one, my first investment I should start there was um, I lived in the property and then I moved and kept it. But that was always kind of my plan to start real estate investing. But that's a really easy way to kind of build up assets of, okay, instead of selling it. Now, granted, it was partially market driven. It's like, all right, I'm not giving away that kind of equity. Let me rent it out. And then Mm -hmm. um, I just started just acquiring, you know, slowly. So I'm still kind of 
relatively have a small personal portfolio, but I've experimented with buying properties myself as well as buying properties with a business partner. So I have. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So, um, okay. So you're primarily in Philadelphia. Are you doing like, are you buying, are you buying and holding in that area? Are you flipping or, uh, what kind of, what's your strategies that you're really into? I am primarily buying a buy and hold investor. I want to accumulate assets. You know, that that's something part of what I um, valued growing up. So my goal is to buy, um, build up to buying a couple of properties a year. All right. So um, can you uh, can you just kind of go deep, uh, go into more deeply about your relationship with your father and then like how you guys work together in like your investments and things like this or what you learned from him? Okay. Well, I should say straight off that it actually has been a really good experience being able to learn about real estate from from him because you know a lot of times you know you see what your parents may do for a living and you barely have an interest in it and and from working side by side with him in the brokerage company, you know I really kind of have a better appreciation of what what he um, has accomplished. And a lot of it was working with investors. So he really built his career and reputation around working with investors in the Philadelphia area. And he just kind of gave me an opportunity to join the business when I was, you know, doing some small business consulting work and um, it was going okay, but I kind of wanted something bigger or, you know, I just wasn't as passionate about it. And once I did a small business consulting, a, a couple of uh, consulting gigs for real estate related companies, I realized like the industry, that was really my passion. And so he just kind of threw out an olive branch of, I know you want to invest in real estate, but maybe you can also make money by helping other people reach their financial goals to real estate. And the rest of this history has been uh, about four years now, or almost five years with COVID, you, you blink and you feel like you miss a year, but about five years I've been doing this full time. Awesome. So um, like in terms of your investments, can you get into, especially with buy and hold, since a lot of people here when they're listening and they're just like, okay, now like what's a buy and hold and like what, you know, how do I get into that? And how do I even like, you know, analyze deals or know whether or not a buy and hold is a good, a good deal. So you're kind of going to get into your strategy and your mentality of what you look for in properties that you invest in. Okay. Well, I should preface that I have a financial background. I actually have an MBA in finance. So I, I definitely come to it from, you shouldn't ask that question first. The first question you should ask is, where are your financial goals? Are you looking for a new stream of income? Are you looking for injection of cash? How much cash do you have? What's your, what's your time frame horizon? Okay. Once you've answered that question for yourself, like for me, you know, it was important to try to replace the six figure income I had when I was in corporate America. So I needed to build a portfolio of rental property. So that's why buy and hold was a natural thing for me is because that's what I wanted to do. And I had seen some people be successful in that. And I would say my strategy um, right now is to be really focused ge geographically first mm -hmm. Um and because I think when you look too far apart in too many different markets, especially when you're beginning, you don't know enough to find, even identify a good deal. Everything looks good. And it's just 
um, the, being able to compare markets and opportunities are even difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I do say like I am a real estate professional, so I am in the MLS all day, um, every day. And, you know, for me, you know, a $200 a month um, cash flow, that's a good deal for me. So when I'm looking at opportunities in particular neighborhoods, um, and I most of my investments or all my investments are kind of like more the working class, lower middle class neighborhoods. In my area, that's anywhere from, uh, you know, a, a one bedroom could be, you know, seven, eight hundred or a three bedroom could be up to fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Got it. Um, so that that's kind of the price point. And there's such a demand for that in terms of there's just yeah. not enough decent rental homes uh, for people in my area. And that's what I kind of tell my clients, too. Like I'm looking at I know. When I put up a certain, I get a house in a certain area, how many calls I get to manage that are looking, people looking for an apartment. Let's just yeah. say I do property management too. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Um, no, I manage sense. my own properties and I manage properties for, for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always running the numbers first. So it's not like I'm, I don't spend a lot of time just driving around the neighborhoods. One with focus, I know which neighborhoods are the best ones. But I'm really dialed into if I see an opportunity come up in a certain neighborhood, you know, I have a couple of calculators that I put, do, you know, run the numbers through if it makes sense, um, either for me or one of my clients. I'm like, let's let's do this. Let's look, look and see if um, we can put the offer in. OK, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I definitely do. I think that there's not enough affordable housing out there. There's like, especially there's either like super expensive apartments or like, you know, dumpy ones, but there's nothing hardly in the (laughs) middle anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. And then, you know, you can do the the other part is pulling together a team of contractors to help you. So that's something I'm still kind of building and testing and working different relationships with contractors to be able to provide the, not the dump, right? I don't want to be the dumpy slumlord. I want to have provide a decent place for people to live. And um, yeah, partnering with the contractors and, and learning those relationships is also important. Have you done a lot of like uh, rehabs or, you know, renovations on any homes? Yeah. Like the last property I bought for business partner, we had to, um, now I would say I don't do, I focus on what I would call either cosmetic or cosmetic and maybe minor repairs, maybe you have to replace the heater. Um, I've okay. kind of shied away from the, the gut rehabs because I don't have a, the team to do it. So yeah. I think that's important for people to assess. You can have the money, but if you don't have the team to execute, it could cost you more money. And so even, you know, I try to stay in my lane. Like I know there's certain things where, well, maybe I would do that project, but I would need to partner with somebody who had more experience doing major gut rehabs. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's hard right now with the renovations. If you're not like already in it and you're trying to build your team up, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work right now, you know, because they're all busy. 
Right. And you got kissing frogs. We're like, okay, never again. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now you're, so since you're a realtor and you've been working with investors, you know, uh, like obviously the investors that you work with, they're not, they don't have their, uh, you know, their license, their real, their real estate license. So you're the one that kind of provides that for them. Like, do you recommend for investors to get their real estate license? Yes or no? Like, what's your opinion on that? Because I get, I get that question all the time. I do too. And my answer is no, I don't, unless you want to, like there's a difference in helping other people reach their financial goals versus helping yourself. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with just being focused on yourself, but the license, hanging your license and the, all the different affiliations and fees aren't really worth the, the, the time and energy to kind of keep up. If you're really not, you're only doing it for your yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's just, I don't even think it's before, maybe it was access to information, but now there's property radar and there are lots of services that, you know, that I still subscribe to having the MLS because sometimes there's more inf- deeper kind of history information on those sites than even the MLS. So if you want to get a license just to be able to get the lockbox code, I mean, it just doesn't really... You yourself, it doesn't seem to be a value added activity. I agree. And I'm so glad that you said that because this is what I say as well, too, is that, uh, you know, there's so many softwares out there now that can provide you exactly the same information that a realtor gets. And a lot of realtors, they'll just, you know, they'll partner with, you know, they'll partner with these softwares and then you can just, you know, you can get all that information. So, yeah. So I agree. Like, uh, unless you want to get referral fees, like if you're like a, maybe yeah. a wholesaler or something like that and you want to get referral fees or, um, you know, you're going to, you know, or, uh, you really want to help people, like you said, find properties or whatever, then there's no reason to get a real estate license. Mm-hmm. Now uh, I just saw, and I know you, I, you probably haven't seen this, but I just saw that in the state of Oklahoma, they just passed the law that if you want to wholesale, you have to have your real estate license, which I do think a lot of states are going to start uh, doing as well, too, is like if you do want to wholesale, which is essentially buying and selling properties, which is, extent, you know, representing the owners, then they're going to require you to get a license, which I thought was really I thought that was really interesting. You know, so wholesaling might be you might have to in some states if you're listening in some states, if you want to wholesale, you might have to get your real estate license. Well, Pennsylvania actually is, well, not the whole state, but Philadelphia, if is they passed the law, I don't know if it's effective or not. They're not making wholesalers get a full real estate sales license, but they're creating some other credential. I don't okay. know what the requirements are, but they, mm-hmm. they want to track people. You know, the, yeah. so the whole thing of if you're a licensee, like I have a higher ethical standards yes. working with people. And so they want, because there's some, especially some families, you know, really getting taken advantage of here in Philadelphia. We have a lot of older properties um, and older vacant properties and that the, the city just feels like they have to kind of step in because, you know, it's kind of gotten a little crazy. And that's yeah. my perspective as a licensee. <laughs> So I'm yeah, a no, little biased that, you know, like you're that's what a broker is. Bring a buyer and seller together is 
you know, kind of the definition. So, yeah, I saw a list of the states and I do remember that Philadelphia was on that. uh, That city was there. And I saw Atlanta because I'm in Atlanta and also Georgia is considering this as well, too. And it's not like a full blown real estate license. It's just like a license to be able to broker a property or something like that. And And I heard it's not too hard to get it, but you do have to get it. Right. So I think that's going to that's that's very interesting. And I think that's going to kind of change the game a little bit, you know, because people are going to have to go and actually like, you know, sign up for uh, for the wholesaling. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think so. I think, like you said, I it's, it's not a high hurdle to get over, but I do think this the the city or the, the state needs to do a little bit more monitoring because, you know, there's good and bad apples in every career, like not to say all. There's some crazy realtors too, right? <laughs> but um, needs some sort of oversight just so that everybody's doing the right thing, I believe. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so, okay, great. So you're, so now what are your goals for 2022? 22, 22 is coming up. Are you switching things up a little bit because of what's happened or like, you know, what are you going to be focusing on? I think it's just kind of, the team thing is actually a big goal, um, 2022 must, <laughs> um, because I mean, granted, partly because of the pandemic has you know, been crazy to organize projects and, and get reliable, you know, help to, to work on stuff in terms of contractors, mm-hmm. but yeah. really solidifying my team from legal to contractors to be able to scale. Ideally, I I don't know about 2022, but I would like to um, kind of be able to to buy properties, keep them for myself or, you know, put a tenant in it. And I don't want to use the term turnkey loosely, but be able to sell people opportunities with tenant owned owned properties. And so I need to kind of pull together the resources to be able to do that scale. But that's definitely something I, I want to do. I love that. That's awesome. So what she's saying basically is that she's going to be the person that really offers like a turn, I guess turnkey property is like, there's already a tenant in the property, right? So you'll get out there because she's out, she's already looking for all those deals anyways on the MLS. So she said that she's looking for those deals and she's like, Ooh, that's a good one. All right, let's go. And let's take my investor. Let's partner on this deal. I'll clean this thing up, put a tenant in it, and then we could just sell it or whatever to somebody else. Or rent it out or whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of that coming up because guess what? We're going into the downturn and everybody right now is like thinking about passive income. That's what they're thinking about. Right. So that's why storage is so huge right now. You know, because everybody's like, oh, you know, what we invested now. And so I think a lot of people are going to be, because I remember I got into, I got into investing in 2010, like 2010 to 2013, everybody was talking about turnkey property. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh, you want turnkey, turnkey, right? Because we were just coming out of like, you know, the crisis or whatever. And then like for a couple of years, you never heard of turnkey property. People was just like, renovate, renovate, let's do it, you know? And then multifamily, multifamily. And now we're getting back down into the downturn. People are like, okay, now back down into like turnkey and hold, buying holds and stuff. So that'll be interesting to see kind of how you do that. Uh, you know, how you put that together, how that goes. I think I think that's perfect. And that's right in line with where the market is right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, good. So where, um, any other final tips or tricks for anybody that's listening on like, you know, how to get started or, you know, any kind of wise advice from somebody that's been doing it now for a little while, for a little while. Well, as a real estate professional, I would advise newbies to not shy away from building relationships with us. Now I know that a lot of investors gets very frustrated because maybe 80% of the realtors they talk to have no idea or, or the, you know, what structure or how an investor thinks. But when you find one that does, I mean, they can help you learn the business. They can help you build your team. You can create these win-wins. So you, you know, you make money together. You know, we are your friends. You know, like I said, if, if you find the ones that actually are investors too, and, you know, the little money that they get paid in the effort of you, you know, building your empire is definitely worth the weight in gold. Yeah, I love that, too. Yeah, I've, I've been working with my investor now. His name's Richard for 10, I'm sorry, my realtor for 10 years now. And uh, he's actually the he's actually the very he's been the very first realtor I worked with, and we've been working together ever <laughs> since. And I mean, every day he gets up and looks for properties for me every day. Right. Uh, because, you know, he's, you know, you know, he understands what we're doing, you know, and he's OK. What I love about him is he's OK with putting in any number offer. You know, I love realtors like that. Now be like, OK, I know it's half of the like we have like we had a storage facility that just came up and it was like two point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just put an offer in for a million dollars. And he was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm putting an offer for me dollars. <laughs> so I love realtors that kind of like, they're okay with, you know, you being, you know, you being, uh, you know, an investor, because that's the truth. That's how you have to look at it, you know? Right. Oh, well, the numbers have to work, right? So gotta work, now yeah. I would say, I, w- I want you to listen to me when I show you the data. <laughs> I'm like, here's the data. Okay. So if you could bring your number based on the data, you know, and especially, you know, the self storage and a lot of commercials are different animal and, you know, how you do um, pricing, but you know, if a single family, there's always so much comp. So, but yeah. 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 That's cool. Awesome. It was, I was really great meeting you. Uh, I'm so glad you're out there doing it. And uh, I love women that are out there, especially helping other investors and teaching them. Um, So uh, is there a way for everybody to get a hold of you just in case they need you? They're in the Philadelphia area or they need to work, you know, they want to talk to you. Yes. Well, my real estate uh, website is dwoodsrealestate.com but you can also find me on youtube uh, real estate wisdom with veronica woods so i love the education is a big part of what i do so i'm always putting out videos about the philadelphia market and also different strategies to be successful as a real estate investor okay so real estate wisdom with veronica woods yeah okay awesome i love it that's so good okay Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate all your time and, uh, um, you know, everybody else, thank you so much for hanging out with us and make sure you check out rent ready. Rent ready is the host of this podcast. It is a property management software, which ties in great with what Veronica does. And, uh, I'll see you guys at the next uh, next session. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all-around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.